where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Hey, don't forget tomorrow you've got the Bud Light 14th Street Party. Before the opener, you'll hear the Blues home opener against the Kings starting at 6 o'clock with Alex Ferrario in the pregame show. But 2 o'clock is when the 14th Street Party starts, and Joe Vitale will be one of the people that is up on stage getting you fired up for the game. And he's with us now on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Joey V, good to have you with us. How you doing? Hey, Randy, I'm doing great this morning. Thanks for asking. How are you? Everything's great. And I know that you are, because I've seen it and I've experienced it, you're great at getting people fired up. <laughs> that, that, that is false. I, I don't know who you're talking to, Randy. I, I don't find myself as a good pep rally guy. I lean more on curbs for that. I just try to, I just try to self-deprecate. I, try, I, I just try to make fun of myself, I guess is the best way to put it. Joey, when you were playing, who was the the pep talk guy? Who would be the guy that would get you the most fired up before games? Oh, geez. That's a, I mean, honestly, probably Paul Bissonnette. Um, you know, obviously he's on TNT now. Uh, quite quite a story, actually, Michelle, as you know, um, as far as what he's done and how he's kind of shaped his, his post-career. You know, it started, we, we were in the minors together, and that's where I kind of was a part of, you know, being in the locker room with him. And then in Pittsburgh for – a short stint before he got dealt over there to Arizona. Um, but, you know, he spent the later part of his career essentially just chirping people on Twitter, and then people would go back and forth. And that's how it kind of started. He was kind of one of the uh, one of the pioneers behind all that, like the start kind of that kind of chaos of, of Twitter between fans and, and athletes. And then that kind of drew into what happened what we know now as Spitting Chicklets, which is a, a storytelling uh, platform for all players, uh, past and present where they just kind of rip coaches and talk about all the good old days. It basically, it's like a locker room where people have exposure to it. So that, that was cool. And then his personality and how he can just poke fun of himself has landed him now on TNT with the greatest hockey player of all time and Wayne Gretzky. So what, what an interesting, uh, what an interesting path for Paul Bissonnette. Um, he is goofy, but he's also very, very smart. He was definitely the, the biggest pump up guy. I would say Michelle. And he wasn't a, he wasn't a rah-rah guy by any stretch of the He wasn't like, a, let's go, boys. Come on, get your head. Like, nothing like that. He was more of a, a keep-it-loose kind of guy. When, when you're playing at that level, you're already stressed enough. I mean, tensions are already tight. You're, you're playing in front of almost 20,000 people. There's millions watching. You know, I was in Pittsburgh, so we always had the NBC games. There was millions of viewers, right? Everyone wanted to see Sidney Crosby, so we were just a byproduct of that and playing in front of those environments. And, you know, so it was already very, very stressful in, in a lot of ways. 
but Paul would come in and he would be have a great way about him as far as keeping things very loose. You know, he he had a you know sleeve tat. He he'd always come in butt naked and he had a big sleeve tattoo and he had he had, he had tattoos all up and down his ribs and he would do like this stripper dance to any, any kind of techno song that was on. Right? I mean, I mean full on stripper dance like on in, in the middle of the floor and we're all trying to get ready for the game, taping our sticks. And you just see this guy's booty just bouncing up and down. And it's just like right, right on top of the, the Penguin logo. So it's just, it was one of those things where, you know, to me, he kept it on a different level of looseness where we were already so tight. Uh, he made it fun. And he helped, helped remind us that at the end of the day, we're just playing a game. It's just, it's just a game here, folks. Like, let's not, let's not overanalyze this. We're not overstressed about this. It's a game. We've been playing it since we were kids. We did it because we loved it. It was fun. Let's, let's make sure it's still fun. And that's what I loved about ball. Um, Joey, who's that guy on this Blues team? Not the guy that will get naked and do a stripper dance, but the pump-up guy. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, obviously not being a part of that locker room. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's stripper dancing anymore. You can't really nowadays, Michelle, with, with social media. That, that would get out. I mean, especially there's so many cameras in the locker room. You just can't, you can't really um, can't get away with that. You know, I will say one thing. I think James Neal has taken on a new dimension um, as far as like that character, that character guy on this team. And I, I don't know if the players and maybe even Doug Armstrong knew that when he came to try out for the team this year, of course, you know, a situation where he's had a great career. I played with him actually in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. We crossed over. He gets dealt to Nashville for, for Patrick Hornquist. Uh, right as he gets dealt, the Penguins win back-to-back cups. So talk about a gut-wrenching feeling. Oh, by the way, he was a part of the Nashville team that lost to the Penguins in the cup final. Then he goes in the expansion draft to Vegas. Guess what? Goes to the final again, loses again to Washington Capitals. So back-to-back Stanley Cup appearances, both losses. Then he goes up to Western Canada, and, you know, just between us, he, he said it wasn't a very enjoyable experience. I, I totally understand. Edmonton, Calgary, uh, listen, this guy went from Nashville to Vegas to Calgary to Edmonton. you kidding me? So that, that, that was a, a bit of a shell shock for him. Uh, but now, now he gets bought out by Edmonton. He's kind of like thrown away, right? That, that's how it is in this, this, this world we live in, the sport of hockey. Uh, they love you when you're great, and as soon as your game starts to slip a little bit, they just kind of, they kind of throw you away. And that's kind of how that's kind of how James went. You know, they kind of threw him away. They bought him out. They said, "Hey, we're not going to pay. We're not going to have you play with us anymore. We're going to pay you. But we're not going to have you play with us anymore." So he goes off, and Doug Armstrong comes up, picks him up. He comes in. He's a proven forty goal scorer. He's a consistent twenty to thirty goal scorer, right? And I think that's what he wants to try to get back to. Uh, but so there's the goal scoring, there's the offense, but then there's the personality that I think people kind of forgot about, and I definitely forgot about. Um, you know, so 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 James is one of those players. That, that will break you down but build you up. And I think I talked about it with you, Michelle, and Dan a couple of weeks ago, so I won't, I won't rehash my personal story about it. But he was a kid that would always just uh, find some way to break you down. Like, if you got a haircut and you came in the locker room, oh, my God, if James saw that, it, it, just forget about it. Like, keep your snow cap on all day long. Like, <laughs> like in order to put your helmet on, you got to quickly take your snow cap off and quickly put your helmet on, and you got to do it very fast before James – because if James finds you with a, with a haircut, God forbid you get a haircut – Oh my God! It's like it's like a war zone. It's like time time over. Chaos complete erupts, right? So but he, he's one for that. But he's also just a, a good goofy guy that, um, as he's poking fun at people, as he's poking fun at people, in, in some weird way, you're, you're bringing them in and you're actually bringing the group tighter. And there's a whole psychology about this for all sports, and not not just hockey, baseball, football. You, you, you ever wonder why like uh, young guys are chirped? Why, why why is there like this like seniority? Like hey, let's let's get the rookie let's get under the rookie skin there's actually there's actually a pretty meaningful psychology behind it i don't even know if people quite understand what that is 
But but the reality is, and this goes for any line of work. Say, say you're in construction. Say you're a new guy on the job. You got your shovel in your hand. Of course, the old wily Italians and and pull, you know Romans are going to make fun of you, right? Oh, here's a new guy with a bucket, right? They're poking funny. Why is that? Well, the reality is, is this: in the profession, let's just take hockey for example. In the profession of hockey, people know, players know that at some point, it's going to go off the rails. Like crap's going to get crazy, right? The game's going to be on the line. You're going to be down. Uh, you're going to be down in the series, right? You're going to be in last place. you got to claw back out. It, there's so much adversity in this sport, and there's so much tension and so much stress. So what they do early on is they test players out. They're, te- they're basically testing you out. So when they poke fun of you, they call you rookie, they call you lunch pail because you end up bringing the lunch pail to work the first day. And then all the, all the first three weeks they're calling you lunch pail, lunch pail. They're kind of seeing, seeing how you're reacting to it. And, and two players go different ways. Two guys go different ways. Either you, you take offense to it, and you, and you quit, right? Well, well, you know what? If you're going to quit, we're ready to quit now than quit when, when, when the concrete's getting hard, right? Or we're ready to quit now before the series is on the line. So that's like the psychology behind get under their skin early, see what they're made of, see what their metal is, right? See, see how much they can take, how much they can withstand, how much they can weather, because you know at some point uh, shit's really going to hit the fan. And we're going to need this guy. And is he going to be there or not, right? So then James, James was great about that. He was so great about kind of figuring out you know, um, is this guy going to be for, be there for me when I really need him most? And in order to find out, let's get under his skin a little bit early. Let's poke fun of him a little bit and see how he reacts. Hey, Joey, one more quick thing for you. And uh, I might put you on the spot. I might require you to do some homework for next week. But uh, we had the discussion late summer. Why are legumes legumes? Why is a peanut not a nut? And why is it a legume? Dude, that's a, that's an excellent, excellent question. Um, I actually, I actually don't know. I actually don't know that, Randy. I am going to do some research. Uh, I will say one thing about the nut, though. I actually had a great conversation with some of the players about what nut is greatest. Robert Bortuzzo stepped up to the plate, and he, he said to me one day, this is about a week and a half ago, he goes, hey, Joe, I got a question for you. Go, yeah, what's up? He goes, what nut's the greatest? I go, I don't know. That's a damn good question. Let me think about that for a minute. And we had a good little circle conversation about what nut is greatest. Guys, you know what we settled upon? Believe it or not, the walnut. The wow, walnut really? is, is, is by choice, of course, according to the players. Uh, not only uh, it's got a good crunch, it's got a good, uh, got a good mouth feel, but it's actually got the most omega three fatty acids, which I didn't know, but oh. apparently they did. These hockey players know more about nuts than you think. Huh. I was uh, right off the top of my head. I go almond every single time. Yeah, I would think almonds he- a healthy choice as well. Very versatile, like a superfood. Yeah, uh, almonds is a pretty standard. It's a pretty good choice. You know, the only thing I don't like, Randy Michelle, about peanuts. My wife's from the South. She, she was born in Atlanta. I always used to travel down there when we were dating to visit her. On the side of the highway, uh, is it boiled peanuts, like with the shell on and everything? Have you ever had those before? I've never had them, but I've seen the stands Me for too. them throughout Georgia, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to vomit. I'd rather, I'd rather stop at the peaches stand. They, they, have the good, they got really good peaches <laughs> in Georgia. Yeah, really good, no doubt. Hey, we're looking yeah. forward to tomorrow. By the way, at the uh, at the pep rally hey st louis how you doing you get a little bit of applause and then you give him an i can't hear you and then oh, you, yeah. you, you know how to do a pep rally that's it i mean i mean it's just that simple you know i i never felt bad for like the lead singer of kiss or queen like freddie mercury he just comes out like I got and then for the crowd just goes absolutely nothing how easy is it to be a rock star and get the crowd like how you doing st louis <laughs> like come on like it's so easy i could be a rock star you have to do that now, Joey. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. You should. You're the man. We appreciate it. We'll see you All soon. Alrighty. See you, folks. Hey, thanks for backing up the hit today. I, I was gone for the last week on the road, and my kids wanted me to drop them off at school today, so I appreciate you guys being flexible.